0: Good morning, church family. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I am super stoked to be studying God's Word with you this morning. Uh, and as Michael so well said, uh, let's, let's get to know God this morning. Sound good? Awesome. Well, if you're like me, uh, something that's kind of consumed a lot of uh, conversation. Between my wife and I, between friends, between family members, um, is this year, this season of unsettled realities, 2020, right? All the changes that we've seen come in and go out have really consumed what it is we're talking about in our homes, what it is we're talking about in our relationships. And a lot has changed and taken place uh, thus far in this year. And What was thought to be a great year of great clarity, 2020 vision, right? But you know what? One thing we are guaranteed in this life, whether good or bad, it is change. We're guaranteed change. You may have a a close friend that you can relate to. For many years you've had this close friend, even like a best friend, but, but now you're at odds or you're just not close to them anymore. Maybe you are uh, trained your whole life for this one area of work, and, and due to changes, you're in a completely different field of work. Whether it's a dead-end job or, or something new, but just different. Maybe you lost a loved one recently, and now there is something missing in your family. There's a hole there. Maybe you had a personal goal for 2020. Maybe you had life plans for this year, but change has consumed them and normal is no more. See, what we're accustomed to is change. We live it, we breathe it, we accept it or we deny it. We love it or we hate it. Change is how this life seems to be working. It can consume you and make you bitter or you can embrace it and grow because of it and grow in it church family we need god we need god so let's get to know god this morning and in this current series that we are studying, we're going to continue on and in studying God. We're going to study his vastness. We're going to study his character, who he is. And today, as we look at who God is, we focus in on his immutability. We focus in on God's immutability, on how it is that he is unable to change. Unable to change. So what do we mean then, Family. When we say god is unable to change what do we mean when we say god is immutable well immutability is is a theological term it it means simply uh unchanging over time and unable to be changed that's what google says but simply put it's unchanging over time and unable to be changed as it pertains to god god is immutable god is unable to change God is eternal, he has no beginning, and he will have no end. The creator was not created, nor will his eternal nature find an end. So our finite minds have trouble with this. At least mine does. Our finite minds have a tough time with this. Being outside of time is hard to comprehend for us who are bound by time. The psalmist writes in uh, chapter 102 of Psalms uh, that all on earth will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you, O Lord, are the same, and your years have no end. What God does in time, he has planned for eternity. God cannot change. God is immutable. That's our word there, immutable. Everybody say it with me. Not a word I use every day. We're looking at what God can't do to find assurance and hope and joy as his followers in who he is. Now that statement, uh, what God cannot do, If you're like me, it raises a bit of a yellow flag, uh, a bit of caution towards uh, worry of potential heresy, right? What God can't do. An an eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing, always-present, sovereign and loving God is unable to do something This kind of takes me back uh, to some of my early evangelism days with, uh, in high school with my youth group and then in college with, with my uh, peers. Um, and uh, who here actually has studied apologetics or done evangelism? gone out and preach the gospel. Let's get some bold hands up in here. <laughs> there we go. Cool, cool. Okay, so maybe, maybe then you're familiar with uh, a question that is posed to the evangelist, to the person who's sharing the good news of who Jesus is and what he did for us. Maybe you're familiar with this question that is, is a rebuttal to many presentations of love and what Christ has done, but it's a, it's a rebuttal, and it's this question of, can God create a rock so heavy that he cannot lift it himself? How many of you guys have heard this question? Okay, this is a a common question. Can God create a rock so heavy that he cannot lift it? Often this question was asked to stump the Christian presenting the gospel, but we know, family, and we believe that God is infinitely powerful. And we know, church family, and we believe that God created all things. So a being of infinite power could in fact create a rock of infinite size and infinite weight and infinite magnitude and still be able to move it. Why? Because God is infinitely powerful. He is all-powerful. It's his characteristics of omnipotence. He cannot create a rock Too difficult for him to move. So we are not being heretical when we say that God cannot do some things, okay? We still believe that God can do anything because it's within his character. So we're going to start in the New Testament this morning, and then we're going to go to the Old Testament um, and jump around in Scripture a little bit. But join me by turning in your Bibles. Hopefully you brought your Bibles, um, or you can open up on your Bible app, the book of James, chapter 1, James chapter 1, and we're going to be in verse 16 and 17, and what's going on in James so far as we're turning there is James, the brother of Jesus, is writing saying, hey, count it all joy, brothers, when you face trials, diverse trials, many kinds of trials, right? And it's going to make you better, you're going to grow in these trials, these are good things, It says in verse 16 and 17, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Okay, so James here, he's he's just talked about... In the verses before, he explains the difference between trials and temptations. We all too often kind of mix up the two. The trials and temptations of life. God gives us trials so that we can grow. We give in to temptation because we have desires and we feed those desires. Our sinful nature feeds those desires. So we have this from God. We either have um, the trials or the temptations and we choose to give life to the temptations or not. But that's what the writer declares here is he's saying, hey, hey, remember, everything is good. Every perfect gift comes from the Father. Now, what's important to note is that what may be good to my standards is probably not good to your standards, okay? So uh, what I feel so uh, impassioned about with um, the medium roast blend Of coffee in the morning you may have a different passion for a dark roast or an extra dark roast maybe even a light roast over here some of you but we all have differences on what is good okay the point is we see that what God declares is good we may not perceive or feel is good the tough trial that he gives to you is good But wow, it sure is lame right now. In this moment, it is no good. Everything good and perfect is from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation, there's no change, there's no shadow. So we're coming back now to the immutability of the Father. And uh, I, I would ask all of us, if you have your cell phones on you, to, to grab them, at even you at home right now, grab your cell phones out, and we're gonna do a little experiment. Can, can I get the lights dimmed just a bit in here? That would be super cool. Uh, what we're gonna do is on your cell phone, uh, we have this cool technology that uh, didn't exist when I was a kid, but uh, you can turn on your flashlight uh, accessory, okay? So everybody turn on your flashlights, okay? Now what I want us to do, is I want you to just shine it on the biblical text in front of you, or if you don't have your Bible in front of you, just on your lap, whatever is in front of you, shine it down on something, okay? When I was a kid growing up, we had these big, bulky, giant flashlights that we would haul in from the shop, and we would set up, and we'd play like, uh, you know, those animal shadows on the wall, because we were homeschooled, so it was entertaining. Um, (laughs) But... So we spent many hours doing this, playing with light and darkness, and it was a blast. But but what I want you to do with your light now is I want you to shine it down below, beneath you, and enough space between you and the object so you can pass your hand in between it. Okay, just do it a couple of times. Just pass your hand in between the light and your Bible. Okay, that's good. Well done. (laughs) Very very simple. What we realize here is if we're paying attention, the light that remains on, always on, it's not shutting off and on, but the shadow that is being cast and blocking the light when we move our hand or an object in front of it, the light is constant, not wavering. The object that we place in front of it causes the change. I'm going to shut off my flashlight now, okay? What we realize here is God does not change. He is like that light. He cannot change. The great commentator, uh, Warren Wearsby, he's one of my faves, he says it this way He cannot change, that is God, for the worse because he's already holy. He cannot change for the better because he's already perfect. The light of the sun varies as the earth changes. But the sun itself is still shining. If shadows come between us and the Father, He did not cause them. He is the unchanging God. See, it is we who cause the shadows to dim the light of the sun. But we're told this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that Jesus Christ, the Son, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ still lives to this day and beyond to do a work in our hearts and a work in all people's hearts to teach us the good news of what He did for us by dying on the cross, conquering sin and death, and being alive at the right hand of God, offering us life and relationship with Him. Praise Praise God. He is the light in the darkness. We are the ones that cause the shadow. We create the change. God is the constant. God is everlasting and never changing. God is immutable. But we don't need to just take James's word for it in the New Testament, so join me in turning back to the Old Testament, to the last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi. And we're going to be in chapter 3 of Malachi, specifically in verse 6. For it says this in the last book of the Old Testament, preparing for Christ's return, Right? In verse 6 of chapter 3 of Malachi, I've also been told that uh, it might be the Italian prophet Malachi. But I think he was wrong. So Malachi 3.6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. For I, the Lord, do not change. Right? This is God himself self-declaring that he doesn't change. He is constant. He is eternal. This is our assurance and our hope. For I, the Lord, do not change. God declaring his own immutability. See, what's happening here in Malachi is, is Israel, the 12 tribes, they've been unfaithful to God. We read about that all over in the Old Testament. Unfaithful to God. They worship other things. They follow other people. They casted a shadow on the unchanging light of the Father. They caused the change. And God here, through his prophet Malachi, is letting them know that he is just and he will bring judgment because he is unchanging. But he is also love. And in the same way, grace. And in the same way, mercy. And he will not let Israel be consumed. He is for them and he is with them. And this reality stays true for us, you and I believers, today. As God is unchanging. He is the, as we sung earlier, way maker. He gave us a way through his son for life. The light of the sun, S-O-N, for life. Constant, unchanging. And he declared that here in Malachi over 2,000 years ago, for us to have hope and assurance knowing who he is and what he won't do, he won't ever change, church family. So when your friendships change, know that God stays and remains constant and constantly your friend. When you are in a field of work and you did not plan for this, change, know that God did a work that is your hope and gives you a command to share that work with everyone. He has a place for you in that job. When you experience the passing of a loved one, there's a hole in your family and in your heart know that God does not change. He loves to fill those holes with his everlasting love and care and overwhelming peace. When your life goals fade and your personal plans of 2020 were interrupted, know that God wasn't interrupted. He's still at work because he has not And he will not change. See, amidst all the change that we endure and experience, God does not change. What God is now, he is eternally. And we can rest on, lean in, and fall back on that reality, the beautiful reality of his immutability. This is God's word and it speaks for itself. So if you go from here today and this week, jump into it, learn who God is. Because we're going to be here every Sunday learning who He is. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank You for not changing. Thank You that we can rest and rely upon that. It is our hope and our assurance. Jesus, what Your Son did for us, Rather, Father, what your Son did for us in dying on the cross, paying for our mistakes, paying for our shadows that we cast, Father, that don't reflect the light of you, and conquering sin and death. Jesus, we're so grateful. God, as we, we go into a time where we're reflecting upon this sacrifice, may our hearts be focused on You. and May we be made right before You. Jesus, thank You so much. We love You and praise You. Amen.